Hello, and welcome to Patriots Podcast, where we connect with you on issues facing veterans today and the impact that everyday citizens can have on veterans' affairs and rehabilitation, national security, our children and youth, and the advancement of Americanism. Patriots Podcast is a service of the American Legion Department of Ohio, who champions these causes and promotes our freedoms as Ohioans and Americans. Once again, welcome to Patriots Podcast. Today, more than ever before, women are on the front lines of America's defense. These brave women struggle and sacrifice to help keep our country secure. They deserve to be recognized for their service as guardians of freedom. Please support the American Legion's efforts to serve the growing number of women veterans. To get involved, visit OhioLegion.com. Hello and welcome to Episode 2 of Patriots Podcast. Today we'll be talking about the American Legion's Veterans Affairs and Rehabilitation Mission, also known as one of the four pillars of the American Legion. Thanks for joining us, Bill. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your program? Hello, my name is William Ginocchio. I'm the Veterans Benefits Administration Coordinator for the American Legion Department of Ohio, located at the Cleveland VA Regional Office in downtown Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, today, I get the opportunity to talk about a couple of the programs that I get to participate in, and one of those is being VA claims. Now, VA claims is a process where veterans who have suffered injuries or developed mental health issues due to service while on active duty, and this also includes reservists and National Guardsmen uh, if the injuries occurred while on weekend drills during their two weeks in the summer and when called to active duty on Title X orders. The process to file a claim for benefits is simple. First, you need to find the nearest accredited American Legion service officer and fill out the VA Form 21-22, which is an appointment of your veteran service organization as claimant representative. Now, once the American Legion has been appointed as the veteran service rep, the American Legion is granted access to that veteran's file in VBMS, which is your veteran benefit management system. And therefore, it allows the file to be, or us to file on the veteran's behalf and advocate on the behalf of the veteran as well. We have many veterans out there that are eligible to receive Veterans Affairs compensation. Could you tell us how to go about filing a claim? Now, to actually file an initial claim for benefits, the veteran would need to fill out a VA Form 21-526-EZ, which is an application for disability compensation and related compensation benefits. It is the best to think about these conditions you have that are caused by service prior to contacting your service organization rep with the American Legion. Now, when you're looking for service connection, there are three criterias and conditions that you must be mindful when, when seeking these connections. Uh, the first one is an event in service. The second one is a current diagnosis. And the third piece is a medical link. So an example of this would be if a veteran comes in for a back issue and he wants to file for service connection. He would have to find that an event in service. So that event could be an ordnance tech loading bombs onto an aircraft. He injures his back and he goes and seeks medical attention throughout the service. He would need then a current diagnosis of degenerative joint disease, degenerative disc disease, muscle strain, spasms, something along those lines, diagnosed by a medical professional. The last piece to a service connection 
is a medical nexus or medical link where the doctor says, okay, we see these events in service. You injured your back doing this. You have a diagnosis of this. We believe at least 51% chance or greater that this condition or event you had in service led to the current condition. Therefore, we can grant service connection. That's referred to as a direct service connection. Now, I understand that there is also a another type of connection called a secondary connection. The secondary service connection, basically what it sounds like, a condition, your back issue, causes another condition or an ailment or injury that you wouldn't have had if it wasn't for the event and service that causes. So an example of that, you have a back injury, service connected. You start to develop a hip issue or a knee issue. What you would do to file for service connection for that would be an all-secondary base. A doctor, again, would give his medical opinion that due to the back injury, that veteran had to adjust his gait, compensate for the way he walks, therefore doing undue stress on that hip or that knee. So the doctor believes it's at least as likely as not that back contributed to the pain. The VA will then service connect that's a leg condition or hip condition as if service caused it. And once the claim has been filed, how long does it typically take for someone to receive word of their benefits? Typically, uh, once the claim is filed, the VA says that it's usually a 90 to 120 days today until they actually render a decision. However, if further development is needed in the form of a CMP exam or medical opinion, those decisions can take longer. Once the VA decides the veteran the veterans benefits the veteran actually receive at that point a notification letter explaining the grant of conditions or the denial of the conditions that the veteran sought now once the veteran uh, receives this letter he has options once that letter is received such as he can accept the benefits you know and move forward and be happy with them he can accept the fact that the va found no evidence and denied the claim or he can appeal those decisions and again appealing a decision is basically disagreeing with the VA's the VA's decision on the claim. So whether it was they denied it because there wasn't evidence here, or they approved it, but they approved it to a different point, the VA has, or the veteran has several options he can go to disagree with that decision. And with the AMA that just came into play, which I'm sure we'll cover on another podcast later, there's many routes that a veteran has now that's opened up to him to appeal those cases. So dealing with the VA, and the claims process can be pretty intimidating. Could you tell us more about how the American Legion helps veterans work through the claims system? Now, we do have American Legion service officers located at the Cleveland VA Regional Office, where I am located, and we provide representation to all veterans free of charge, and we also provide representation for veterans who wish to appeal their case. The Department of Service Officers can represent at the Decision Review Officer hearings, which is the lowest form of, a, of appellate process. And we can practice all the way to the Board of Veteran Appeals via t- video teleconference with judges in Washington, D.C. And we also, one of the other things we do is a common practice of the VA is a proposal to reduce hearing. A veteran's rated at a 70% rating for PTSD, goes to a couple exams. Those exams are sent forward to the VA. The VA says there's improvement. VA then, by duty to assist, has to notify the veteran that your condition's gotten better we're proposing to take your rating from 70 to 30. The veteran does have the right to appeal that decision, and we can represent those veterans in those cases as well to fight of why they shouldn't be reduced, why they should stay at the 70, or ultimately why they should be increased. 
Uh, we also provide guidance and assistance for veterans, widows, dependents, through, uh, through burial benefits, educational benefits, healthcare benefits as far as your CHANT VA. So we do provide that assistance. Even if the veteran has deceased, we do support the widows and their dependents as well. One of the many hot topics that's been discussed in the media lately has been the issue of veterans' homelessness. Could you explain what the American Legion is doing to help with that? Now, as of January 2018, the most recent data I could find, 749 veterans were homeless in the state of Ohio. This data was pulled off the United States Inter Interagency Council of Homelessness. Now, the American Legion does offer what we call TFA, which is Temporary Financial Assistance, to veterans in need. There are certain requirements to seek this assistance, and this is not an overnight decision. There is a process that goes uh, for it. So if a veteran seeks or needs immediate uh, relief or help, there are other methods I'll briefly go over those. Uh, but the veteran would have to provide some of the following information to be able to see if he meets the qualifications. Uh, the most important one is any veteran seeking the TFA, they must have school-aged children that reside in the veteran's home. The veteran must also seek out all other means of support and provide a letter to show that those means have been exhausted. As I kind of mentioned earlier, uh, based out of Cuyahoga County, I know the Cuyahoga County Veterans Service Commission does have a pot of money and assistance available to help the veterans. I'm sure all of the other 88 counties within the state have that as well. There's also the uh, Catholic Diocese that does uh, support and help. There's different veterans homes located throughout the communities that provide these assistance to get these veterans what they need and to hopefully keep them off the streets. Um, so they have to have that. Also be able to provide copies of the birth certificate, social security cards for the children, as well as any delinquency or disconnection notices. And the disconnection notices is, needs to be water, gas, behind on your utilities, your rent, your car payments, your credit cards, unfortunately, it's not gonna suffice. And uh, one of the other things too, the Veterans Affairs Medical Centers located throughout the, the Ohio area, they have domiciliaries available for veterans who are homeless that they can reside in for you know, certain periods of time. And also they have programs uh, there that the veterans can seek to deal with their conditions, if the conditions causing homelessness, or you provide them counseling and support to, to get them back on their feet and back integrated into society and off the streets. Uh, the last piece uh, I'd like to talk about here uh, real quickly is Operation Comfort Warriors. Now, Operation Comfort Warriors is a program that provides items such as clothing, puzzles, and electronics, as well as large items to aid the support of veterans wounded, injured, or ill. These items are bought and provided to military hospitals, warrior transition units, and surrounding communities after the American Legion obtains a list of these items needed to support our veterans. Gift cards and calling cards are also among items delivered to the wounded warriors. You can help support Operation Comfort Warriors with monetary donations, which are strongly preferred due to limited storage, and monetary donations can be used at the time of the request, thus allowing the American Legion to purchase and deliver the items in an expedited manner to the veterans. And you can donate to Operation Comfort Warriors by going to legion.org slash Operation Comfort Warriors. You can contribute electronically, or checks can be mailed to Operation Comfort Warriors, the American Legion, 5745 Lee Road, Indianapolis, Indiana, 46216. Thank you, Bill, for that informative overview of Veterans Affairs and Rehabilitation. 
Stay tuned next as we talk with Jermaine Ferguson on his career in the United States Marine Corps. As we recognize the service of America's men and women in uniform, we also must honor their families who sacrifice so much every day. In every community across the nation, there are families of military personnel who endure frequent deployments and separations. They carry on while their loved ones are sent into harm's way and wait patiently for their safe return. They support their loved ones and help them heal when they return home with life-altering injuries and all too often, they must deal with the ultimate sacrifice. Please join the American Legion, the nation's largest veteran service organization, in saluting our military families. Our military families serve with the same strength and honor and commitment as our men and women in uniform. If you really want to honor a veteran, look for ways to support their families and thank them for their sacrifices. Go to legion.org slash honorveterans to find out how you can help. Welcome back to Patriots Podcast. Today we have with us Jermaine Ferguson, an employee of the Department of Ohio and a Marine Corps veteran. Jermaine, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? My name's Jermaine. I am a husband and a father of three children under the age of three currently. So life is very exciting. I joined the United States Marine Corps in 2011 and I was an aviation supply specialist, which supports the aircraft with the maintenance department, supporting them with the equipment needed to keep aircraft flying. It was a great experience. I actually spent, I only served for four years, but I spent most of my time in Okinawa, Japan with First Small Marine Corps Air Station, Fatima. So that was a very unique experience being in Okinawa, Japan. We focused more on humanitarian missions, spent a lot of time in the Philippines. When I first arrived in Okinawa, Operation Tomodachi, where the earthquake and the tsunami hit a nuclear plant in mainland Japan. So our unit was directly serving that area when I first arrived. So humanitarian missions was kind of our focus in Okinawa from the national security side. Anytime North Korea was shooting a rocket, it was landing near us, near Okinawa, to be honest. In some cases, five, six, 14 miles away from the waters of Okinawa, Japan. So that was very interesting to be in in those dynamics. While I was in in Okinawa, I was permitted to corporal, and I actually served as president of FATEMA's single Marine program. So not only was I a Marine, I was also volunteering and leading volunteer initiatives. And what was cool with that particular position in volunteering is that our program decided to reach out to local colleges and universities in Okinawa and to establish relationships. So I found myself as an E3 meeting with the mayor of Ginawan and presidents of of these universities with our our base commander and base sergeant major and uh, establishing a relationship. So the Marines, we really had a, a fruitful relationship with the colleges and universities around Okinawa. We did a lot of volunteer events. We galas for the USO, fundraise for the USO in, in Okinawa, Japan. And so that was a good opportunity to kind of serve my country and also serve the community of Okinawa, which was, was really cool to, to experience. That sounds like a very exciting time to be in Okinawa and the military. Could you tell me a little bit more about 
What did you learn from your experience in the Marine Corps? When individuals ask me a similar question to this, I, I always call the Marine Corps Leadership Institute. I believe leadership was definitely something that was indoctrinated in us, even as an enlisted E4 and below. Mentoring was a huge component. We were mentored by our staff NCOs and our NCOs, and I became an NCO and mentored others. So leadership and that connecting as brothers and sisters in arms, protecting one another, being there. You know, when you're in Okinawa, Japan, and no one speaks English, it really just, just strengthens your relationships that you have with your other brothers and sisters in arms. Leadership was, we are very technical MOS, so a very operational tempo and almost, almost like a business. A lot of aspects, we have a mission, we have metrics, we have aircraft up and running and we, the pilots are depending on us to, to have the parts there, the engines there and, and have maintenance be able to service the aircraft properly. So it was definitely a, a very unique experience. And through that leadership, tact, bearing really impacted my life. And I, I've learned a lot of lessons from the Marine Corps and, and the leaders that I saw and I, I served under. And now you continue to serve your community, state, and nation through the American Legion. Could you tell us something about your experience with the American Legion Department of Ohio? It's been a great experience. I'm just over one calendar year. And I feel like I'm always learning and I'm always finding more areas to improve and more areas to grow in. The relationships I have began to form with the Legionnaires are very, uh, I've never imagined myself having these relationships and learning the lessons I've learned and hearing the stories from predominantly our, our Vietnam era veterans. It's very interesting to see the similarities and also the differences. So there is a similarity of we went through the very similar services serving our country, but also very different experiences at the same time. So there's that paradox that, you know, it, it just makes you reflect. It makes one reflect on what it means to serve your country and what it means to be a veteran and, and how culture and just time can drastically impact those stories. Yet there's still, the military still has a, some some lingo and uh, some of the same basic experiences that everyone has, the, the, a very similar, a very uh, similar story to share. I, I really love the impact that the American Legion has in our culture and in our history. And it's an honor to, to really be a part of uh, something greater, just like the military. You know, the American Legion is something greater than, than any one individual can do in itself. So I like to see the post. I like to see how the, the post operates. I like to see the leadership here in the American Legion when they operate here at the department, working with the department committees. Thank you, Jermaine. You've given us a lot of information about your background and why you served. Tell us how to join the Legion. So definitely, if you're not a part of the American Legion, talk to a Legionnaire. Get to know what the purpose is. What, what do we do here? I, I, I encourage, I'm a young veteran myself. At first, I had no idea what the American Legion was until I saw it. And to be honest, I saw a job posting and I started looking into the American Legion and, and looking into the four pillars. And uh, before I even interviewed, before I even got a phone call, I started to, wow, this is an impressive organization. And I became acquainted with, with the mission and I started to understand what the local post did and the organization's history. So at first, the American Legion was a foreign concept to me. But I reached out and I, I dug in to, to see the history and, and to talk to some Legionnaires. And 
I think it can be intimidating when you see a building in your community and the American Legion post, you're like, what, what, what's going on in there? It's nice when you walk through the door and you get to know the, the legionnaires and the veterans who have served our country and now serve our community. So get to know a legionnaire. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this second episode of Patriots Podcast. We'd like to thank Bill and Jermaine for being with us today and talking about veterans affairs and rehabilitation, as well as Jermaine's veteran story. Stay tuned next month at this time for a new episode of Patriots Podcast.